What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I'm so glad you are here because you could be anywhere else, but you are here on Straight Talk with us, and I love you for it. I know that you come here to hear really good people. I try to go around this amazing planet of ours, finding the best people I can find to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. I found Valeria also known as Miss V, right? She's a storyteller and I cannot wait for you to meet her because I already fell in love. I already fell in love. And she's, uh, she, she introduces herself as someone who has lost her voice at the age of six, which I want to talk about, and regained it again at the age of 23. Now she discovered a passion for sharing her personal stories with friends and decided to transform it into a podcast. Now Miss V's podcast aims to reach out to individuals who have experienced a loss of their own voice and the desire to reclaim it. I love that so much, Valeria, because I think that's one of the things that people are struggling with, especially mm -hmm. like, even though there's a lot of people talking right now on social media, there's a lot of people talking, but nobody's listening or people feel like they're not being listened to. So a voice is super powerful when you can find it. Right. So I'm yeah. glad you're helping people with that. I want to know you though, because you are super fun. So I want to know more about you. And so let us know a little bit about who Valeria is. Well, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here. This has been a journey to get here, but I am here and I'm so excited. Um, my name is Valeria, as she just said, and I'm Miss V, the storyteller. I have been a storyteller for about 45 years now, but basically I've been a storyteller my entire life, but professionally, it's been about five years. I used to tell stories all the time when I was younger and I decided, you know, I'm gonna, well, with God, God was like, you're going to be a storyteller. And I was like, you want me to be a storyteller? Somebody who didn't talk? I thought, now everybody said God got a sense of humor. That day he told me I was a storyteller. I felt like that humor was coming out. Right. But I am a storyteller. God is like, you're going to do it. And he wants me to help people to find their voices. I'm also an author. I'm so excited about that. I have a book out. Um, I have written some stories in my podcast. All the stories on the podcast are personal stories about things that have happened to me in my life, in the journey that I went on. I'm also a teacher. I teach classes. I do one-on-one -on -one consults to help people to find their voices and to write and to tell their voices. So to, to write and to tell their stories. So mm -hmm. I have a lot, I wear a lot of hats, but I love each and every hat that I wear. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I do want you to, to to take us back a little bit and touch on what you just said because you said you 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 didn't have a voice uh, from a young age and you found it at 20, uh, 23, I think you said. So tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean that you lost your voice at six? So you know, tell us about that, or well, that you didn't have a voice. Yeah. Right. I I I say that I lost my voice at the age of six, and what I don't mean is medically. Right. I, at a six year old, I said, I'm going to stop talking. It was oh, a way wow. to protect myself in a way to stay out of trouble. My father was a yeller and that's the only way he kind of knew how to communicate. And he I can't really blame him because he got it from his father. His father. My granddaddy, mm -hmm. 
who was a yeller. So it was a learned behavior. And he used to yell all the time. And apparently I'm number three out of four. I was the one that came out of the womb, all sensitive and whatever. So it used to bother me. And one day he was just going off in the house. And I said to myself, just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. And I didn't. Mm. And I didn't get any, any trouble. And I'm like, whoa. So I did it again. And again and again, and it worked. So I, I not saying that I was perfect, you know, I might have got in a little bit of trouble, but not like before when I would say something back and it mm-hmm. worked. So it went in school. I'm like, hey, it works at home. Let's try it in school. It worked. I didn't get in trouble for the most part. Yeah, my mom got notes home. I need your daughter to speak up a little bit, but it wasn't that to me, that wasn't bad. You know, mm-hmm. like some kids get real notes home, like your child is just a hot dag on mess and you need to come get them. None of that happened to me, but <laughs> I didn't talk. And then it went into middle school and it went into high school. And because I'm fluffy and I'm shy and I didn't talk, I got bullied. I got just, I mean, they were mean to me. When I say mean, I mean mm, mean to me. Mm. And then I got physically bullied in high school because they knew I were I wasn't gonna say anything. It's just like my siblings, they would blame me for stuff, but they knew I wasn't gonna stand up for myself. And then my parents would believe them. So at home, there were side effects from not talking. Mm-hmm. In school, the side effects was, you know, walking down the hall, somebody joking you, walk past you and just push you, call you names. But then when I got out of high school, I'm like, oh, it's going to be better. No, God darn adults are just as mean as children sometimes. And so yeah. they they got me to the point where I had no self-esteem because they would talk about me and joke me and even some adults would bully me. And it got to the point I held my head down all the time. I didn't say anything and people would talk across me. My voice got so soft when I did speak, you could barely hear me. And so people would talk across me. And I'm like, you know, y'all just mean, you know, in a world of meanness. But then I turned 23 and I became a Christian. And I remember, you know, I'm going to church, I'm joining ministry, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get closer to God and all this, and I'm still experiencing a little bit of it. And one day I was like, you know what, I I can't do this anymore, Lord. Listen, I am so tired of walking around with my head down. I am so tired of trying to find a different way to get around a group of people because I would never walk, ever walk by a group of people. I would go all the way around just to keep them from joking me or talking Mm. about me, you know, because it had happened so many times. And I got on my knees and I said, listen, Lord, please give me my voice back. And sometimes you have to be careful when you pray or how you pray, because God did that. He gave me my voice back, but I got it back in a not so good way. I became the people who bullied me and mistreated me because for 18 years, that's right. what I experienced. That's what I lived. So I became those people. And God was like, wow. And I remember one day at a football game, God literally quiet the stadium. If you've ever been to a, a, a football game outside, you know how loud it can be, the band yeah. and cheering. It got quiet. And God allowed me to hear myself talking to mm. someone else. 
And when I heard the words that were coming out my mouth, I was like, oh my God, you are a bully. You are now the people who mistreated you. Listen, by the time I got to my car, I had an Oprah cry. It was a full-blown Oprah cry. I was just crying because I was so upset. I got mm -hmm. home and I said, listen, Lord, I can't do this. I am now a Christian. I'm a child of God. I can't walk around cussing people out. I was the cusser out because I was going to get you before you got me. Right. You know, right. protecting myself. Yeah. And, mm -hmm, and I said, mm -hmm. God, I don't want to go back to the non-talker. I don't want to be the cusser outer. I need you to give me a happy medium. And God did that. He really helped me over time to get. Now, I'm going to be honest. A sister's not right here 50-50 because you catch me on a bad day like anybody. <laughs> you might get a little bit of the cusser outer without the cuss words. How Or when I'm driving. Right, we I'm being real 100. When I'm driving, I get like a little bit of her out of there, but I consciously make an effort every day yeah, not to be the customer yeah. auto, but I definitely am not going back to being the non-talker. And you know, and yeah. every day it's every day is before me, you know. Don't be the customer yeah. out of Valeria, don't lose your voice, Valeria. <laughs> Speak up for yourself, watch your tone, wow. take a break, take a pause. Because it's a part right. of me. I mean, it's my experience. Yeah. My life is part of me. Right, right, right. It is. And, you know, it's very powerful, right? That something that you thought worked for you in the beginning actually became something that hurts you. Isn't that something? Right? Yes, because absolutely. because not, not using your voice. It's so funny how God does this too, because it's almost like we are always I, I, I think as humans, right, we always try to do things our way and shut things down our way. When God obviously in, had the intention of you always using your voice and being a storyteller, right? But you had decided when you were little, because you were young, that you weren't going to use your voice. It's just amazing to me how he lets us go through all of these transitions in our life, because now it is the story that you can tell. Uh, for people who don't have a voice or think they don't have a voice. So you have to go through it in order to come, you know, and tell us about it. Right. Absolutely. And then you also, and you also had, yeah. And you had to go through that other extreme too, of being the cursor outer. Right. Because I, I love that God does this too, right? Cause he'll put you to shame. If you need, if you need to be put to shame for you to, to, to correct yourself, he will put you to shame and that's good. And it's good. Right. It's like, you know, the, the, the verse that says, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Right. And a mm -hmm. lot of times it's because you have to be corrected in a way that you're going to remember, you're going to remember that. Okay. And that changes your behavior. So let me ask you this. When you started to get a little bit older, like when you started, you said you started to get into middle school, people were starting to bully you, high school, people were starting to bully you. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you at that point, were you like so, um, so already accustomed to not having a voice that you didn't see the correlation with not speaking and the bullying? How did, how did you uh, process that? Where for me, I, I will say this, God was gracious in that because he did send teachers certain teachers that saw stuff in me and and kind of pulled it out of me and i kind of had a little bit of a safe haven with them i could go to those teachers and, and i remember each and every one of them but i i didn't 
put all of it together because you have to remember it wasn't just me not talking. It was also because I'm I'm fluffy. And right. then I call fluffy. I don't use the P the F A T word because I think that's just mean. So I'm fluffy. Fluffy makes you smile. Anyway, and I'm fluffy, you know, and I'm kind of shy. So it was a combination of those things, you know, and I just, I just, in my mind, from the six-year-old to the middle, to elementary, to middle school, it's like, just don't say anything, you know, that okay. way you won't make any trouble, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in the school, kids joke you all, joke everybody all the time anyway, but right. mine was at a different level. And when I look back on it, I'm like, mine was just at a little bit more of a level because mm-hmm. the mean children sought me out because they knew I, wa- I wasn't going to say anything. Right. I mean, there were right. other fluffy kids in school. Yeah. But some of them, they didn't bother with them because they were talking back and they was like, you come on, I, I get you. But they knew I wouldn't say anything. You know, right. even with my bully, the physical bullying, he chose me in class because he knew that I wasn't going to say anything. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. that particular day, somebody possessed my body and made me say something. And that's when he physically put his hands on me because he was shocked that I actually said something. Right. And the class laughed and he got mad. So I, I felt like they just beelined me. They was like, oh, she don't talk. So I'm going to get her, you know. Yeah. So I think it was just a combination of all those things that but I did not put it together. I think it was going into adulthood that I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That decision at six, I think it, it's going along a little bit too long, but it was too late. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to dig myself out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it was my life. And you right, know, right, right, have, right. I didn't have the mental capacity to to, you know, and then me me starting to say something it was fearful that I was going to get beat up because the one time I did say something in high school I got physically bullied so it's like right right yeah 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 I totally understand that and that's that's a journey isn't it I I do want to know though you know being so quiet and everything how at the age of 23 did you make a decision to become a Christian what was that what pulled you well I was raised in a church Okay. I was okay. raised in a church. Um, and then my grandma, my godmother, and all of them, I used to go to church with them all the time. So I always had an awareness, awareness of God, but making the actual decision was at mm-hmm. 23 because mm-hmm. I was going to church, you know, I was yeah. in the church, but I didn't, you know, accept God, you know, accept Jesus. And so that was it was be- the beginning of a turning point. And I mm-hmm. believe, I really believe God. It was my godmother. I really believe God was like, okay, now it's time. I need mm-hmm. for her to start talking. Mm-hmm. And then God put things in my way, in my face, because I'm like, I'm in church. I'm a Christian. You know, people shouldn't be treating me like that. And I had to get to the point where I was fed up. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get on my knees and ask the Lord, because God is like, it's time now. Come on, you know, waiting for me to ask right. because God gives us free will. You know, right. and if it was my will to continue to be quiet, then that's what it was, you know. But God, like, no, 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 no. The, the devil has taken her mouth long enough. I need her to start speaking mm. because she has a story to tell and mm-hmm. I need her to open her mouth. And so right. Yeah, right. I was on my knees, you know, I'm like, OK, I, I just 
Woo, when you get fed up and you get to the point where you say that's it, that's when you yeah. make the biggest steps in your life. I'm so glad that you had that experience too, that God was able to say, you know, you have a voice, it's time. So what, you know, how did that then transcend into what you do now? Because you're a storyteller now, you teach people now, you do a lot of things now, right? You were telling us in the beginning that you wear a lot of hats. So tell us a little bit about that, that journey for you, because uh, what I love too, is that you said, I'm a very shy person. I was a very shy person. And some people who listen to you might think, well, I'm shy. Maybe I can do that too. A lot of people who are introverted struggle with that. They struggle with, yeah, they struggle with, you know, being able to tell a story or, you know, being a crowd of people and talk. So tell me a little bit about that transition. How did you go from that moment at the park when you had the Oprah cry, as you called it, right? Like From that moment, you know, what, what shifted, what made you think that this was something that this story wasn't for you anymore, but for others, what was that for you? Well, what I want people to understand is it wasn't overnight. I had to go through some things. The first thing, some of the things I had to do was forgive people. I I had to forgive those people who mistreated me and bullied me. I had to do some self-work on myself. I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to love and like myself for the way I am. And I had to get rid of all those negative thoughts and those negative things that people had said to me that I believed. So I had that. It was some things that had to be done before I became the storyteller. It was a whole lot of cleaning because a whole lot of cleansing that needed to be done because people well, I'll say this. People tell a testimony, but they don't tell the whole testimony. And so I like for people to get the whole picture. I had to go through some serious things to get here, but I wanted the work to be done because I was so tired of going of the person that I was. I did not want to go back. I wanted to mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. forward. And then when I start started to get my voice back and I start hearing and believing the things that I was saying to myself, I'm like, I like her. Ooh, I like you. Oh, I good. Yes, I gave myself affirmations. I wrote my own affirmation, things that I wanted people to say to me. You know, things I wanted to hear, I said right. them to myself. And over time, I began to believe. Now, look in the mirror, girl, you look pretty today. You look snatched. Look at you. You look fly. Ooh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen, what you just did, girl, that show was so good. You know, and I start saying things to myself to lift my confidence because there's no way I would be able to be a storyteller 
the way that I was. So I had to do healing and get through all of that. And then what happened, um, God used a friend of mine to let me know she she works in the prophetic. And she said, God said that you are a storyteller. And there's that sense of humor I was telling you all about. I was like, who, me? The non-talker? The introvert? You want me to be a storyteller? And God was showing me, basically, you have been a storyteller. Because mm. when I taught school, I used to make up stories all the time with my my students. I had kindergartners, first and second graders. So I used to make up stories all the time. And the parents would come in and ask me for the book. Where could they buy? And I'm like, uh, I just made that up. You right. know, I used to do that all the time. And then right. when I became a, an adult, adult, I would go into restaurants with my family, whatever. And I, we played a game. And we would pick couples in the restaurant and make up stories about them. And my right. story, how fun! Good. People thought that I knew them, thought I was cheating because my stories <laughs> were so good. And then I started journaling because I wanted to get out all that stuff that was in me. And those journals turned into books. I wrote a wow. book. And then when God said, I want you to be a storyteller, he said, but. Your story is unique. All your stories are your personal stories because those stories are going to help people to get their voices back. Those stories are going to help people to heal because when they see and you are a great representation for somebody who was bullied, didn't talk or whatever. And now I'm before you and I'm doing all this talking that lets you know that God is a deliverer. and He will help you. And so that's what I do now. I take everything that I've gone through and I use it. I'm open. You know, every story on my podcast is a story of something that happened to me that went through. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious, but I think people will find themselves. And if they can listen to a story and say, oh my God, that happened to her, but she made it through. Right. Right. That's the key. That she made it through that experience, you know, right. the bullying, she made it through the bullying, she made mm-hmm, it through mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just, but it was a long road to get here, you know, and mm-hmm, then now that mm-hmm. I'm here, I have not stopped telling stories. I help people. I do all of it because it's for the glory of God. And I'm just grateful that I, I talk now. Right, right, right. So let me ask you a, a more personal question. Do you think that you would be the Valeria you are today, the amazing storyteller that you are, and funny guys, she is hilarious. You got to listen to her podcast; she's so funny. So, do you think you would have experienced that or had that to the fulfillment that you do without God? No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I feel absolutely the same about not. my journey. Yeah, yeah there, there is no way because you have to remember if you go back, I prayed to get my voice back. Right. I asked God to give my my voice back. You know, I, I who who else was going to help me to get my voice back? Because I grew up in a time where um, people of color didn't go to therapists. You know, right, right, they, right. I didn't see people going to therapy. I mean, now is the thing. But growing up, it was like, oh, no, therapy. You don't need no therapy, girl. Yeah, you ain't crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not Tina. So we're the same exact way, same exact way. Yeah. yeah. So we, that's just not something we did. And so I'm right. like, well, God is on you. Yeah. Right. yeah. I need you that's to awesome. my, voice my journey would have never, and this is, this is what God wants me to do. And he has 
you know, guided my steps. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, this is what you, I want you to st- start a podcast. Now I want you to help people. I want you to, now I want you to get guests to come on your show. And then the next thing he was like, I want you to teach people to, to tell their stories. And I want you to now teach people how to find their stories. And I want you, you know, every step of the way, God is just pushing me and pushing it's me. So and pushing good. Me. So good. Yeah. So good. You only have one life and you have to take advantage of that because God doesn't promise us tomorrow. So if he's giving you like guidance and wants to show you things, go for them, go for it because you never yeah. know when, when life will just end and you go to be with the Lord, which isn't a bad thing either. But you know, it's like, if you're here and he's giving you these gifts, use them, utilize your gifts, right? Utilize them. So tell me a little bit about your book. What's the title of it? It's it, the name of the book is Living in the Key of Joy. And this is a book that came as an anthology and it came together during the pandemic. A friend of mine, she wanted to create something that was positive because people were going through so much losing family members and all that. And she wanted to do something positive. So in the my story that I put in the book is about me losing my voice, the entire story about me losing awesome. my voice. And at the end mm-hmm. of, of course, you can, the outcome is I'm storytelling and all that. But all the ladies, um, they wrote stories about, you know, finding joy. And it's, oh my God, awesome. it's such a great, yeah, it's such a great thing. And it's a, such a great read. You don't have to sit and read the whole book. You can just go mm-hmm. find stories and just read the stories, read mine. If you get the yes. book. <laughs> I love that. No, that's good. That's really, really good. And what's the, what's the name of it again? What's the name of it? It's called Living in the Key of Joy. You Living can get it on Amazon or you can email me and I'll send you a signed copy of it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then I want to dive a little bit into your podcast. What's the name of your podcast? It's called Miss V the Storyteller Podcast. And mm-hmm. basically I, I have people to come on my show and we talk, we use stories as the conversation piece. Mm-hmm. And what that does, it helps people to connect with us because we want to mm-hmm. make a connection. So I share one of my stories. My guests share one of their personal stories. We dialogue and we talk about the stories and how we all both have overcome whatever the circumstances is, you know, and I I love that platform and the way that God gave it to me, because when you're listening to it, you're going to find yourself either in my place or my Mm -hmm. guest's place. And then Mm -hmm. when we talk about how we came through it, hopefully it would help you to get through whatever you're going through. And that is my goal. I want to help people to, to get their look, find their voices, especially women, because we lose our voices in so many ways in our marriages, on our jobs, with our kids, just to keep the peace. And you should never lose your voice. Now you can take a pause, but come back and say what you need to say. Do yeah. not lose your voice. So what do you do now, Valeria? I know that you, you know, you say you speak and stuff like that and that you're teaching and everything. So tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Are you like uh, speaking on stages? Are you speaking virtually? You know, uh, when you teach, are you teaching people how to tell stories? Like, tell us a little bit about that part of your journey. So what I do now is I teach online classes and one-on-one consulting. I help people to find their stories. Basically, what I do is because I'm a storyteller, there's an art to it. And Mm -hmm. so when someone, let's say you're a keynote speaker and you're going to do TED talk or you the keynote speaker, I help you to craft and find your personal story. 
at the beginning of your speech or whatever. And what that does, it helps your audience to connect with you. Mm-hmm. And people, a lot of That's times good. people don't do that. What they do mm-hmm. is they go out there and they start talking about what they do and giving you all these rules and regulations. And what happens is people pick up their phone, get on their phone because they're bored, been there, done that. But if you start your speech with your story and open yourself up and be vulnerable, those people will connect with you. Mm-hmm. So whatever else you say in your speech, you have their attention. So I help them to find the story, to craft it in a way that's entertaining and that will hold the audience attention. That's so good and so necessary. That's good. Because Mm -hmm. the same old, same old, and people want real now. If you look Mm -hmm. at reality Mm -hmm. TV and you look at all that, people are looking for real, authentic people. Not the same, you know, cookie cutter speeches and all that. My friend, my one of my friends did it in her, she was teaching a class. And the thing about it was she said that after the class, the students were coming up to her because she made herself touchable. It brought her down from being a doctor because she's a doctor that brought it down to her to be on their same level. And they felt comfortable enough to come and talk to her. Had she gone and did the same way because she took my class the same way that she had been those students would have never come to her because she was surprised. She called me immediately. She was like, I can't believe the students were running up to me and asked me. I said, that's because you just made a connection and you made yourself on their level and they felt comfortable enough to come and talk. Right. She made herself human. She didn't make herself untouchable. Right. Because once they, once they saw the doctor part, they're like, "Uh Oh, she's a doctor, you know, but if you can say, you know, I go through the same struggles as you and you would connect in that level, people, first of all, they respect you more. And secondly, like when they think of something that they're going through, they think of you because they think of the connection you now made, not just the speech you gave, but the connection you made. And that's so important. I think, and you know this Valeria, because you're a storyteller and you teach and you teach people this, but you've, I'm sure all of us have watched something where we did not connect with that speaker at all. At you know, all. like we just didn't connect. It just doesn't make any sense. We cannot connect. This is not personal. I don't know what's going on here, but when you connect with someone, you remember it. You remember the speech. You remember, you remember what they the said. Story. You remember. Yes, you. it's true. The story. You're absolutely right. Cause you won't remember like all of the statistics, but you'll remember the story. If they put something behind it, you can connect with a hundred percent. You know, I think good storytellers are, are amazing to have. And, uh, really I love, those are the kind of like Ted talks I like watching. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of conversations I like because you connect with people in a deeper way. So tell me a little bit about how somebody goes about working with you then, because, you know, if you're teaching this amazing technique, because not everybody has this, I took storytelling classes and stuff in, in college. Um, and I learned a lot and I didn't even know. Right. So, um, how do you, um, how does somebody work with you? Like, do they go on your website? Is there, you know, oh, how they, do they, connect? yeah, they can go to my website is miss V the storyteller.godaddysites.com and they can uh, connect with me there, or they can just email me and I, I will set up a zoom call them to see what their needs are because there are some people that need one-on-one. Yeah. And I know that they, they don't have time to wait for a class, but then there are some people that can be in a classroom setting and can get everything they need and they're fine with it, but then they're one-on-one clients. So what I do is I figure out where you fit and each month I have a class 
and um, during the month, you know, I have one-on-one -on -one clients where I set up like an hour a week. I give you homework. We come back. We talk about it. You know, oh, I good. give you some more tidbits and everything for it. And then we come back for however long. Now, the thing about it is it's not just for public speaking. It's for if you're on a podcast. It's for if you are um, teaching a class. Anywhere where you have to be in front of a group of people. You need to tell your story, even on your website, you need mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm. your story up there because that mm -hmm. is a potential to grab someone. And even when you're doing one on one client, you're trying to get a client into your business. When you sit down and tell them about yourself and you tell them your story right there, you have an instant connection because the your um, people that they're in the same field as you. They could have mm -hmm. gone down the street to someone and all that person is told them, well, this is what I can do to you and give you a sales thing. But when you come to me and I'm telling you my story first to how I became who I am right there, I have you. And right, I right. trust between you because I'm vulnerable. I'm opening right. myself up to you. And now you can trust that whatever my services is that I'm going to do the best for you. And I got mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you know, that person mm -hmm. in the street, you lost them because you didn't tell your story. So that is a tool you need to use. It really is. And you know what? It, there's a technique to it too. It's not it just is. telling a story because you can overtell, you can over say things where people are just now disconnected, right? Or you can tell it in a way where you don't even seem authentic. So there's different ways and there's techniques to this. So I'm glad you're teaching people that because I don't want people to think, oh, I could just tell my story. That's not how this works. It, you it know, is like, not. Right. It right. is there's not. A, because there's a way to do it. It mm -hmm. is. And then people sometimes they ramble and they get all, all it's like, get exactly. to the point. Exactly. You know, and people, you're only going to have a certain amount of time to grab them or you're right. going to lose them. And I teach you to do that, how to grab them, how to tell the story in an entertaining way that would keep them right. off of their cell phones or from getting up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, you know what, Valeria, I thank you so much for being on Straight Talk because I think these are techniques that really people can use. I know that my audience is mainly like leaders and entrepreneurs. So this is definitely something they should be looking into, especially even in leaders. Like you said, when you're in front of a group of people, if you start to connect with your teams in a way where it's personal, they're yeah, going to really, they're going to respect you and they're going to feel like they connect with you. So now you can drive your vision, whatever that vision is that you're going for as a leader or an entrepreneur. If you can connect with people, they will follow you. They will follow you because they know now, oh, this person is so real. I know what she wants to do and I know how to connect with her. That's how I connect with my team. That's why my team will follow me anywhere. Right. Yeah. Why? Because I, I lead them authentically and they know me for real, for real. You know, so that's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad you're doing that. And I'm glad we finally connected. There's been a yes. couple of like changes <laughs> and stuff, but I really appreciate you. Oh, one more thing before I let you go. I know you have a class coming up. Can you just let us know when that class is and stuff for, for the people? Okay. Perfect. The class is this coming Thursday, which is May 25th. It's from seven to eight. And it's my online class. And for the first five people, well, now the first three people that sign up, um, I've had some other people that sign up for the class. You would get a one-on-one -on -one session for free. Your freebie is you'll get a one-on-one -on -one session with me after the class or, you know, we set up the Zoom and I sit down and I help you with whatever you started to help you to craft your story. 
So right. it's going to be from about an hour, depending on how many students it is. It may take a little bit more than an hour, but it is so much fun. I'm telling you, I've done this class and everybody that's taken this class, they're like, oh my God, it is so much more to yeah. storytelling than just reading a book or just telling. It's yeah. so much more. So please, sure. if you're out there and you have a business, you need this class. Or if you want one-on-one counseling, I am more than well not counseling, one-on-one, you know, coaching, coaching, coaching. more yeah. than helping to help you with it. Perfect. And, and you said you do these like once a month, you Zoom. try to do them. Yes. It's via yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for uh, being so much fun and for being authentic and real, because I think, uh, you know, when you can connect with people in a real way and show people, you know what, being, not having a voice, and being shy and all of that is not your demise. You can get out of this. You know what I mean? You yes. can move forward. So thank you so much, Valeria. You are so much fun. I appreciate you being on Straight Talk. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I'm glad we were able to connect. So thank me too. you. Me too. Thank you so much. And guys, you heard her, right? Isn't she amazing? I told you you'd love her. I'm going to make sure to link all of her information below. I'm going to uh, post this immediately so that you guys can jump onto her, um, you know, coaching that she's doing next Thursday. I don't want you to miss that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N jectcom slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.